You're listening to the Can Dare Podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another very special episode of Candare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. What makes this episode special is we're going to try something new for you guys today. Uh, you guys have heard of the Marvel What If comics, that right? Have. Got a few. Yeah, yeah, me too. Boy, they're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, most memorable one for me was uh, during... What was it? The Winter Whoa. Solstice. <laughs> yes, the Winter during Solstice. The, at the time of... <laughs> No, it was uh, right after Captain America was uh, shot. Uh, the book Kyle had talked about. Yeah, yeah. And um, they were trying to name a new Captain America. I think Falcon eventually became the new Captain America, but after he was, they put out a what if Tony Stark would have won the mantle and he had become like the new Iron Man Captain America. Uh, I don't remember how it played out, but not well. Within that one <laughs> issue, he decided this wasn't for him. But I don't think sense. both of them have ended really well. They've always been kind of a downer. Yeah, they're always fun. They're always fun. I remember there was one I uh, read within the last year. What if I read it for the show? Actually, where uh, what like a the brother of one of a couple X Men was bored at home and found an abandoned Sentinel in a lake. Oh yeah, and learned oh, how to I remember that. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a what if. Anyway, what these uh, what if comics do is they take the pre existing storyline within the. Marvel Universe, and for one issue to say, well, what if this one little detail was tweaked, and that issue then covers the butterfly effect from that. Um, Nothing permanent, just a quick glimpse into it. So I thought it'd be cool to do that uh, on the show. Uh, Candare, what if? And what better way to start with Disney? What if Disney were to never exist? So they own everything now. We're killing a titan today. (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't want to do this in a way slanted against Disney. No, sure. But um, I just want to do it in a very neutral way. What um, would the world be like? Yeah, I mean, not that we're uh, yeah trying to find if it was a good or if it's a bad thing. It is what it is, and um, I, for one, like Disney. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. nothing against it. And so. if I'm not mistaken, this arose from you having done some research into Disney and seeing just what an impact it had. Exactly, yeah. And it's been a lot of fun. Uh, maybe a little too much research I've been doing. I've been getting <laughs> a little burn on it. So, <laughs> But no, it's been a lot of fun. But um, yeah, so at age 20, uh, Disney and a few employees he had gathered started Laughagrams uh, Incorporated, where they just did like little tiny short cartoons. Mickey hadn't been made yet or anything. Disney and his crew acquired a contract for uh, six films that was, you know, going to be their first really big payout. They put all the resources into it, and when they were done, went to the maker, or the, excuse me, the client, didn't have the money. So it bankrupt them pretty much. They didn't have any supplies, anything. Walt packed his bags and just head to L.A. and just was hoping to find work out there. And eventually his uh, brother, who was telling him, you know, just get a normal job, you know, maybe... I think he was, like, selling vacuum cleaners at the time. So uh, he was trying to get him, like, pushed into that. And, you know, he stuck to his guns and begged his brother, help me. You know, I know I'm onto something good here. And his brother said, okay, I'll help you. And, you know, from there, the empire grew. It's a shame that didn't go anywhere for them. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) What a bummer. So I'd like this whole episode to be based around what if Roy Disney didn't help his brother and the dream ended there? How would this world be a different place? Go ahead. The first thing that comes to mind is uh, when I think about Disney, I think about 
whether this is true or not, to me, it, it feels like they really legitimized animation, you know, hand-drawn yes. feature films as not necessarily an art form that feels too dramatic, but like a commercially viable medium. I think you were right the first time. I mean, that's and that's what Disney really set out to do, was take animation from some something just like silly cartoons into art. And... and did successfully. In the absence of that driving force, someone who was dedicated 100% to that pursuit. I mean, obviously, Disney has live-action feature films. You think of Mary Poppins being kind of a hybridization of animation and live-action, but the the animation always seemed front and center. It was the heart of their operation. Mm -hmm. Without someone willing to pour all of themselves, all of their resources into it, would have it have remained this kind of sideline, subcultural thing. Exactly. Yeah, and, and animation was never crisp and clean uh, really before Snow no. White had come along. And that was just kind of the industry standard. You just kind of half-assed it, and that's why your characters, you know, kind of had wobbly arms. Because yeah, it know, doesn't you, matter. It's doesn't just matter. a cartoon. It's right? just a cartoon, yeah. exactly. The shapes of their bodies would constantly change while they were moving around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's funny that... Uh, to watch some of these documentaries I've been watching and see how impactful Snow White really was. I mean, yeah, knowing the history of Disney, I mean, anyone really knows that was the first one, that was the big one, that's what started the whole animation kick. But not only that, but a whole new look at animation, you know, the 3D depth aspect to it. You know, that's another thing Disney uh, brought to the mix. And these are a lot of things that probably would have come along eventually, but probably not... uh, for years to come, and probably not in such like a cool, magical way. You know, yeah, were they I, one, the ones that started that? Was it rotoscoping? Oh yeah, where yeah. Where you colored the the, uh, the film itself, like frame by frame. Yeah. Wow, it's isn't that incredible? Because really Snow, Snow White was yeah, mostly yeah, that way. The, Is that how it was done? Yeah, I think they that, rotoscoped her, and and most of the other characters were. Yeah, like painted. each cell was hand painted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were showing that uh, on that documentary I watched too. And I couldn't remember how many thousands of cells it took to make that, but um, there was a ton of them. And they and the the attention to detail that he had of them, there couldn't be a single <laughs> line out of place, you know. Which is why, I mean, that, that animation to this day is still impressive. It's yeah, like the way the capes catch wind and flare out, the hair movement, just all the movement in general. So you think uh, animation is typically about what thirty frames a second. And yeah, that was an hour and half movie, so and so. So yeah, and <laughs> I think he was pushing the envelope. That was the as many frames per second as had been done. Probably so. Yeah. I can't. Im- I mean, they weren't yeah. hitting sixty back. And then. let me say, going <laughs> oh, into God. this, I looked into a lot of resources, and uh, between them, there were facts and details that were different. So if I say something or any of us say anything that's not true. Please feel free to correct us on Twitter. Just don't uh, crucify us. Yeah. I mean, if you hear something that's true, like, comment, subscribe. If yeah, it's not sure. true, go ahead and like, comment, subscribe, smash that like button. And we'll, there you uh, go. That's a joke. It was stupid. No, it wasn't. we gotta, we got to do that stuff. Please like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and you know what's uh, even crazier to think about is uh, Mary Poppins. How big oh, yeah. that was for animation to be over real life. But the self-awareness of animation... It had been done so many years before that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before Steamboat Mickey, there was uh, Disney made Alice's. Or, yeah, thank you, Steamboat Willie. Damn, Steamboat How Johnson, do everybody's favorite. <laughs> <seafaring>. Steamboat Mervin. <laughs> 
No, but um, he made a movie called Alice's Wonderland. Not Alice in Wonderland, but Alice's, Alice's Wonderland. She owns the whole Wonderland. She's moving up in the world. Right. Girl. But it was that video that he made that eventually somebody saw and remembered and then hurled him into popularity because it was a footage of a little girl named, I think, you know, Alice and put in with all these cartoons in the, what, 30s, I think it was made? Mm-hmm. So where where would animation then be nowadays had Disney never come along? I think... We, we'd still see... Well, in this day and age, everybody and their mother has access to animation tools. Oh, yeah. So it's less extraordinary than it was when you had to assemble a team of talented artists to handle every cell. You know, I mean, for God's sake, they even hand-painted the cells in Tron. You know, you, wow. you needed capable people to do right. stuff like this. These days, you get Flash, you whip something up. But I think what Disney brought to it was the difference between making a cartoon... And building a world in a cartoon. Like you were saying, perspective and depth and Mm -hmm. everything like that. In Snow White, this this was a a, a total setting. Everything was precise, as it should be, stylistically congruent with the elements around it. It wasn't just doodles on a page. They were creating a a full kind of sensory experience from the Mm -hmm. ground up. And I know that sounds really grandiose, but... No, but... And I see what you're saying. I mean, not only that, just not a cartoon, I mean, I, uh, just a uh, an experience yeah. to evoke uh, emotion right. with drawing. Exactly. And, and using those, you know, like exaggerated facial features of the mm-hmm. dwarves and the ugliness of the queen in her weird crone witch form, you know, brightness of certain colors. You think about that poison apple and mm-hmm. how crazy crisp red that is, mm-hmm. you know, being able to manipulate the colors to such a fine level. They, they had a control over the environment and the individual shots and the mood of everything that you can't always get in live action. Right. Because everything was totally within their power to alter to the most minute degree. So you think about that and, and the possibilities that opens up when you put so much effort into it, when you make it that intense. Mm-hmm. Would we have that today? Probably, but who knows how much longer it would have taken. It, it, exactly. It would have taken a lot longer and probably wouldn't be as uh, developed yeah. as it is today. That's Being cool. with that animation, that was the first, what, full feature animation? It was. Everything else was usually, what, just a couple of minutes and they were funny. Right. They weren't. And they, they were, they were shorts that played before, yeah. Uh, like a movie would yeah, start. Movies or newsreels or something. Right. Popcorn and candy dancing down yeah. the candy aisle going yeah. to see the movies. And there was, I don't know if it was a historian on one of these things I was watching, but uh, he said, you know, when they were making Snow White, Disney would come in and they'd get bent out of shape about it, you know, just being a cartoon when they'd been worked long hours or something. He'd <laughs> slam his hands down. We're not making a cartoon here. We are trying to get emotion out of these people with this. I mean, it shows. Yeah. yeah. And then to hear... The reaction from the audience uh, on that opening night to hear what it was like and hear how big it was on Hollywood was incredible. I mean, because again, again, it's somewhat common knowledge to know that Snow White was the first one that it changed things, but to the level that it changed things at the time, it was like when Toy Story came out mm. for us. I mean, remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. That changed everything. You never saw another. Maybe you did, but very few and not very prominent two-dimensional Disney movies. They all went to that Pixar look or real life. Yeah. You know? And you know, it's funny. It's almost hard to imagine the kind of impact it would have had having grown up and lived in a time where it's so commonplace. At least for me. I mean, it's not like there's some 
tremendous gulf between our ages here. No. But it's, uh, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, we're so used to it now. It's like, oh, cartoons, animation, especially being the types of people we are. Mm-hmm. We all love cartoons of various right. forms, mm-hmm. of various levels of seriousness. So it all just makes sense to us. But to be the common man in the 20s, 30s, whatever the decade mm-hmm. was, and to suddenly see this hand-drawn masterpiece of a thing, it just, it would have been unprecedented. You would never have seen anything like it. Yeah, well, they said uh, when the first shot, because that first opening scene after the, like the storybook or opens yeah, yeah. or whatever, is that shot of the uh, the Queen's Castle. And it's shot, it, the scene starts like in the woods, so you see like grass and trees kind of overhanging from the sides, and then they start to go away as the camera pans into the castle. And they said people were just gasping out loud. And there it's was just an instant hush over the theater because never seen anything like yeah, it. Yeah, to simulate camera work, you know, mm-hmm. in an animated movie, you know. And also think of uh, Steamboat Willie. There we go. We're uh, one for two on Steam. You know, not only that was that the first appearance of Mickey Mouse, but that was also the uh, bringing on of a new technology was having actual like synchronized sound to a cartoon. His whistling, the 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 steamboats uh, tooting and whatnot, Mm -hmm. all those sound effects. That was a big deal. And I guess when that serial played before a movie started. Everyone was going so crazy that they were begging <laughs> the film guy to back it up. They wanted to watch it rather than go watch it. Rewind the that yeah. shit. <laughs> it's so good. But um, it's so cool. I mean, to think of everything he's done. So the sound aspect added to animation and uh, even color. I mean, he was the first to introduce Technicolor. And even for a short time while he was able to, I think, held a patent on Technicolor, meaning he was wow. the only person mm. who could make a color film. That's impressive. Yeah. No, I, obviously that got overruled, or maybe the details well, were imagine. smeared that yeah. I uh, read, but um, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah. So where would, uh, where would the entertainment industry be as far as cartoons go without this man, you know? I, I think what he did was accelerate the timetable for these kinds of technologies. They had to eventually come yeah, up. But yeah. Just, with, yeah, with time we would have seen it, but it took someone in that time to be that obstinate, like you said, slamming his hands down, we're not making a cartoon. Right. Who else would have said that in that time Nobody. but him? It would have taken however many decades for the next person to say, wait a minute, there's potential here. You know? Well, think about it. I mean, even in the age of Disney, like when we were kids, our cartoons were still being made by frumpety old businessmen oh, who were just sure. trying to sell toys. Yeah. And they still made a hell of an impact on us yeah so you know without disney pushing that envelope and the world just being consumed by that type yeah we'd still have cartoons and stuff but how how noteworthy would they all be i don't know we could go on forever so they'd be the same noodly armed bouncing around <laughs> yeah like you ever see the uh oh, was it the futurama where they did like the episode in four different animation types yeah i remember that. and the one yeah everyone was sitting there just kind of dancing yeah yeah it was, it was all black and white and like the felix the cat kind of looking right. yeah they all had gloved hands and yeah. great big uh, eyes it would have been probably stuck like that for for a while probably probably there's a music video i saw which if, if i'm not mistaken they created an original animation in that style for the music video band was uh, Squirrel Nut Zippers, I yeah. think. Did you see them. Ghost of Charles Foster? I think is the name. Oh of the track. no, I just remember that. Oh, band. you remember the band? Yeah. Okay, but yeah. If you get a chance, look that up because it's very much in that style, and it's especially reminiscent of those old, weirdly disturbing, like where the subject matter of the cartoon just doesn't seem 
logical for children like you know like oh mickey mouse trips and falls and cracks his skull open now he's in hell you know right. he's dancing right. skeletons and demons and all that the kids noise. just like to watch it because it's neat and yeah silly looking the adults are like <gasps> the flashbacks <laughs> get down into the meat of it you're sitting there thinking oh my god <laughs> right wow. no wonder we're all maladjusted <laughs> <laughs> Another thing to point out, I wonder where Pixar would be without Disney, too. Oh, good question. Or if they would even exist. I, they know, probably if, wouldn't. If the one pioneer wouldn't have inspired the other. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's another one to think Mr. about. Mr. Lasseter and his loud shirts would be doing yeah. something different. <laughs> well, they had that original, like, Toy Story concept video. Did you ever see that? Yeah, where, like, Woody is nearly life-size, and he's, like, he's some tyrannical huge. ruler of the <laughs> toy world. You know? Yeah, and there was a... Who was the opposite? Was it a spaceman? Was it just, like, a little tiny little spaceman? so. Yeah, and they all banded something? together and threw him out a window or something yeah. crazy. and then before that, it was a little toy soldier, or tin tin toy, like a wind-up oh, no tin kidding. toy or something that was interacting with a baby or something. Huh. Yeah. I don't. That'd be crazy. They they probably wouldn't be around. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if if he's just kind of predisposed to that kind of artistic expression. Would he have found a different medium, or would it just have taken him longer using his own resources rather than Disney's muscle to normalize this style of animation? You know, would he have mm-hmm. worked at it and worked at it, made some smaller features? You know, would, if Pixar built up to that point, or would they? Just be irrelevant. But a lot more small shorts instead yeah, of feature yeah. and stuff. They mm. certainly wouldn't be like the cultural touchstone, you know, no, right yeah. today. Right. But it's you ever watch? Uh, what was it? It was like a it was a three D animation, but it was based on like the Big Bad Wolf, the Three Pigs, Avatar. No, no, <laughs> goddamn the nut the nut job is that what it was called? The nut uh, I can't job. think of it anymore. The nut job, the nut job. Uh, you ever heard of that? the hand job? <laughs> Squirrel. It's a great film. <laughs> but uh, the the animation is nowhere near as good as Pixar's was, and at the time when it came out, it seemed pretty good. But it doesn't date easily. Mm. What was it about? Why does that sound familiar? It was. I can't even remember. Hang I on, know did it? Patrick Warburton. I was going to say, did it have wolf. Patrick Warburton? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can't remember the title. But they did a sequel, and it it didn't. It was nowhere. I mean, it looked about as good as the first one. Maybe three years after, so you thought just like a retelling of like old fairy tale kind of stuff. Yeah, it contained it the word like twist. fairy tale or red riding something. Or I know it damn. had the schnitzel man that would come. <laughs> it was like the ice cream truck. But and he, how old is he? This? Did schnitzel? Yeah, uh, schnitzel <laughs> the early two thousands were on there. It's not like, uh, wasn't there like a Grim Fairy Tales? No, there was a Brothers Grim with Heath Ledger and Oh, yeah, Matt maybe that's what I was thinking. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> well, Poor Matt Damon. <clears throat> that kind of brings up a good point. Um, speaking of uh, other things that might be different, think of all the Disney movies that came out, you know, in Walt Disney's uh, time alive and even after his death. They are retelling of classic fairy tales. Mm. Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Pinocchio. All of these are old stories. Lord forbid kids would have to have experienced these in their original form. Yeah, because a lot of them are really dark and yeah. grim. Like what, what, like the Little Mermaid, for instance. You know, She trades her, her fins to have legs to go be with the man she loves. But I think in the original version, after it happens, 
finds out that he's fallen in love with somebody yeah, else. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not a happy <laughs> and ending. And she throws end. herself into the ocean, like he commits suicide, yeah, right? Something like that. Yeah, it's not happy. I know that. No. So maybe it's better some of those original versions <laughs> sure. fall to the wayside. And maybe not. <laughs> some of the things that come to mind is in the original Grimm Cinderella, the stepsisters when they're trying on the slipper, uh, it doesn't oh, fit. Pretty... So they start hacking off pieces of their feet. Yeah. Yeah. So that it fits. Doesn't work. And then in Rumpelstiltskin, you remember, like, oh, yeah. you got to guess his name. Guess she, his name. Yeah, so when she, she guesses his name, he's like, oh, no fair. And then he, like, grabs one of his own legs and tears himself in half in anguish. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> I don't know whose idea that was. Wow. I don't know what hallucinogenic fungus they found in the forests of Germany at the time they were writing this, but it's weird. I mean, I don't think any literature should ever get, you know, fall to the wayside. Yeah, it'd be cool to see. Uh, I think those original stories should be redone in movie form in the their way, original that, content. I think kinda, Tim Burton kind of did with uh, Cinderella, or not Cinderella, but Alice in Wonderland, I think. They kept a little bit of did they? darkness. It, I feel like the Tim but Disney had their hands on in on that, right? So it has to be the like a sure. Disney version. Oh, they had to. They owned that property. Right? I'm sure Disney had its shadow enforcers in a in van outside while they were filming or something. I mean, the, is the original Alice in Wonderland, and that's not public domain, is it? Like the original story? That's I can't a good imagine. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. They, they so must go, own the. Well, I don't know because there are video games based on the setting. Alice, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That aren't Disney so, affiliated. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think they own it because I think it was around before them. They just I'll have took to research that. Thing. Yeah, I never knew. I never thought about that. Hmm. But Tim Burton did do those. Yeah, yeah. Through the Looking Glass that just came out, that yeah. didn't do nearly as well. But huh? I remember when that came out, and there was this sudden resurgence of interest in Alice in Wonderland, and everyone's like, "Oh, you know, Alice in Wonderland—it's about taking LSD, right?" Oh, yeah, like it's <laughs> the first thing. All right, dude. You got the pot smoking <laughs> caterpillar. And, no, it's yeah. about because the writer—he was a mathematician—and they were introducing all these theorems that subverted and what was it like contradicted everything he'd been taught. So he's like, oh, what if up was down and black was white? You know, it was just right. like, imagine a world where nothing makes sense. You know, So the world was uh, his visualization of their ridiculous concepts. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> but no, he was just totally dropping acid and chilling us some Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. Let's make a sweet story. I mean, uh, we all know how well it goes to get yourself high as you possibly can and sit and write a masterpiece. Yeah. I mean, if it <laughs> happens all, all the time. The time. Yeah. I'm propping up my keyboard <laughs> for everybody. It happens all the right time. Now. Let's go get shit-faced and write. <laughs> I think we did that before we started recording today. You ever heard of Moby Dick? <laughs> that was one of my early classics. Oh. I just, you know... Uh, Winnie the Pooh made on a shroom trap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those ones you get a bunch of stuffed animals running around in the woods with a little ten-year-old <laughs> kid. Christopher Robin was so bad. <laughs> 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 All right, but no, seriously, yeah, a lot of these uh, stories just, I think, really probably would have fallen to the wayside. Absolutely. That's one thing I was thinking about with this whole situation. Yeah, no one would ever. I mean, you might get the kid in the library that said, "Hey, what's this book? Peter Pan." Yeah. Oh, Peter Pan, yeah. That, I know that was even a dark one, too. Now, what about The Lion King? I was always in question about that. Was that an older the, the story? The Lion King is just like oh, Hamlet. Uh, yeah, how's it say? Oh, that's Shakespeare. retold. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. More or less. All right. Some bits. Well, everybody dies minute. at the end of Hamlet, though. That's yeah, so but that it's was not like, totally. <laughs> that seemed to be one of the first movies where they kind of just did their own interpretation you know? of something, though. Here's the thing, right? though. There's, look, I can't confirm this source, but I did see on some website that Lion King was uh, 
almost a one-for-one ripoff of some Japanese animation. It was like Kimba the White Lion or something. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Besides the similarities in name, it followed the storyline very closely. Well, I mean, up until brother, that point, brother, like, like healed over wound badly or something. something like I don't scar. Yeah. It just seemed like up until that point, this uh, is my brother Bruce <laughs> <laughs> with Disney evil movies, usurper. <laughs> that's you know whatever the title of that movie may be. You could you know jump on Google and look up its original content: The Jungle Book, Aladdin. Uh, well, maybe Bambi wasn't the case. I think. Jungle Book was a story first. It was, yeah. Oh, it definitely was. It was an old story. Oh, you're saying... Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm just... I mixed up what you were saying. What I'm saying is Lion King seemed to be the first time they were telling an older story. Just like fresh out of the box, their own... Under their own, like, twist, under their own title. Like, the Lion King wasn't anything really before the Lion King. Yeah, it's a retelling of another story. But, I mean, that's how Avatar was, retelling of, like, Pocahontas right. and how many times yeah. that shit been what, done. Fern Gully? I used to love Fern Gully. Yes, oh, yes, Fern Just Gully. Just Tim Curry's sequences. Dances with God, Wolves. he's so good. Yes, yes, it's been... The, the that tale was true is story, the oldest so. time, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And, okay. you know, we, we're talking about this, and I keep having these moments where I think, yeah, it would have been like this, and only a select few people would have... And it's all coming back to the same conclusion... Disney's kind of responsible for where we're at today. I mean, geeky culture, for lack of a better term, like geekness, is very much in fashion right now. It's a it's a cool time to be the type of people yeah, we are. Yeah. And how much longer would it have taken for us to reach this point had Disney not popularized animation, old stories and fantasy, you know, stuff like like fairy tales like Pinocchio, yeah. like The Little Mermaid. This would have been the strict sphere of like weird esoteric knowledge of library geeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is only something your well, friend it's, it's who doesn't cool get aspect. out of the house. It's now. like not only like innovative in the animation field, but also in a way a restoration of old literature. Yeah, yeah. In a way to keep that old literature prevalent. And it's just staggering like how far reaching the implication like in pop culture. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Little Mermaid. Everybody yeah. knows Pinocchio. Why? Well, it's not because they read the originals. Exactly. You know? It's because of Walt Disney. Yeah. What about the mindset of always still kind of being a kid? That's, oh, a, that's Loving the cartoons absolutely. and the characters and stuff. Otherwise, well, we'd have just been growing up to be humdrum, black and white business people. I'd probably be a simple blacksmith. (laughs) (laughs) Hammering on an anvil right now. (laughs) No, I mean, a lot of stuff I looked at and read, you know, he's definitely a big proprietor of the American, not proprietor, but uh, innovator, rather, of the American dream. You know, uh, the land of uh, prosperity and hope. He helped usher that in with his films, because that kind of became... This is so hard to explain, and help me if you know what I'm trying to say, but like the power of a kiss, for example. You know, a kiss is just a it's a gesture, yeah. But through the lens of Disney, it's through the lens of Disney. It's a pact. It's a pact. It's it's big shit. A whole movie will build up to a kiss. Look at Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about beauty. (laughs) It's like I can imagine poor countries, different countries, especially during that time, can look at these things we're creating and think, wow. They have so much money. This is what they're worried about. You know? Right. <laughs> Not yeah. can I feed Making my children out. today. It's like <laughs> can I find true love? Right. And and you know for and it's horrible to say, but do you, th- you really think true love's out there for everybody? No. no, no, it's not. Do you think everybody can really do anything they put their mind to? No, no. you can't. 
That's why we don't have more astronauts per capita than any other country in the <laughs> yeah. world. Me at well, 35 we do, but still. years old, if I decided right now I wanted to be president of the United States, I think I could make a difference. That's not going to happen for me. It's way too late in my life. No one yeah, in this room happen. is going to. And no matter how hard you I about push, Jeremy, he could do it. He could do it. I put my mind to it, but it didn't happen. <laughs> Make America Jeremy really for tried. the first time. <laughs> I really tried. This is the first time in my life I ever thought I could do better than the president. <laughs> I shouldn't have like, said that on here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm moving right on. There's only like one guy on our Instagram <laughs> who would take offense to that that I'm aware of. You know, it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's, and, and Disney... Ah, oh, man, it's a double-edged sword because watching Disney movies when you're younger made you believe... And destiny and magic and yeah. progress and possibility. No child of this generation or maybe even the one preceding it grew up with realistic expectations of what they would be. No one grew up with like, oh, I want to be a poop smith when I'm 30. Right, you know, right. No one realizes they're going to have to do the crummy jobs. But it's also a big uh, reinforcement to the fact that you're special. Yeah, yeah. You're special. And that's dangerous. Which is know? so dangerous. And which is... Just where our culture's at. I mean, I th yeah. it's why we have so many problems in the world. Because every one of us runs around thinking that we're more important than the asshole next it's to us. It's like no one well, can I see am. the difference between... <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> but that's not what we're... <laughs> it's like... Get that out there now. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> we're, we're crossing the street. We're like mixing up being special with being better. You're right. You know, it's you like, go. yeah, everybody's you. There's only one Jack Dorsey. People might share that name. No offense. But you're the only one that I know personally. So that, you know, say everybody's... Right. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily that mean... made me better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the best Jake Runyon? No, there's a Jake Runyon in a series of spy novels that sounds really kick-ass. Right. He's probably better than me, but <laughs> I don't know. And I was just talking about this with someone. It's like we grew up believing we're special, being told we were special being told to follow your dreams and be incredible because that's what Disney's about, right? Follow your dreams. Right. It's all about dreams. You can be anything you want. Yeah. 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 But you wish upon a star. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it comes back to like, oh, you don't want to be flipping burgers when you're 30. It's like, no one tells you it's okay to flip burgers when you're yeah. 30 as long as you got a plan, as long as you're doing something. I mean, something think of like that it. little impressionable child with the Disney dream instilled in their mind and you know, with their hands crossed on a windowsill making a wish on a falling star and yeah. expecting that wish to deliver years later gets a horrible awakening you know <laughs> his wife leaves him he's got a parking ticket on but, the same but, but I wished on a star <laughs> drives to his low level desk job gotta lay you off man but, 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 but the star <laughs> and then a shooting star falls <clears throat> through the roof of his house and crushes yeah, his skull very Donnie Darko ending Oh, uh, spoilers to anyone who hasn't seen Donnie Darko. Yeah, what are you doing right. here? Well, you've had your fucking time <laughs> yeah, right. is what you've had. What have you been up to? You've been in a coma? I don't want to say, say all this saying that uh, that American dream is a bad thing no. or that, that the idea to have in your head that yeah, I can do anything or I'm special is a bad thing to have. I'm just saying it's not true. Right. The goal of self-improvement <laughs> and being special. successful. Go ahead and try, but you may not get it. Right. Don't yeah. feel bad if you didn't. Right. Just know you live in the real world. Yeah. You may not reach your uh, your goal, your destiny. Yeah, so your much of it is luck. As long as you did your best, that's all you can do, mm -hmm. right? Eh. No? <laughs> do or do not, there is no try. I have a hard time imagining a point in my life where I genuinely did my best. That's probably my fault. But. Hmm. I could have probably done a little bit more. But. <laughs> I guess we all could have always done a little bit more at any point in our life. Yeah, yeah. But. yeah. 
Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Maybe your best is just what you're willing to do. All right. Okay, how about how the American dream is perceived by immigrants? That that's what America offers. Sure. You know, the, the, the stream, you can come here and... That you can come to our America and, you know, all your dreams will be fulfilled and stuff, which isn't, all, no, <laughs> isn't true for a lot of people who come here. There's a low chance your dreams will be fulfilled yeah. as a Native right. American person. Uh, yeah. Not a Native American person. Especially not a Native American person, unfortunately. But It's just, it's not, uh, and it, that's not Walt Disney's fault. I mean, yeah. it is, but I mean, it, but it isn't at the same time. I mean, a lot of things attribute to that. But, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know what I'm getting at here. But I mean, I think... You almost can't blame him for it because he's an example of the American success story, yeah. right? He did it. Yeah. God's sake. He was yeah. bankrupt. And, pulled and it's not like he's setting out to, like, let's lure immigrants in yeah. with the dream. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Easy workforce. <laughs> right. Not the case. So um, that that's, that could be another uh, fact. The, uh, the immigration rate to the United States could be higher because of uh, his contributions to... Uh, Procuring the land of milk and honey image. It's a very accessible image, Mm -hmm. you know, that I think jumps a lot of cultural boundaries. Right. Because you see the source material of a lot of these movies, like we said, old fairy tales, those are from the old country. Yeah. Right. They didn't come up with Pinocchio in America, I don't think. And if someone's going to fact check me there. (laughs) From Wyoming, from Geppetto. His name's Geppetto. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, my name's Geppetto. I was born in New Hampshire, you know. Right. (laughs) Come from Queens. (laughs) Everybody calls me Jeep. Jeep. Hey Jeep, where you at? You still making puppets or what? Here? <laughs> hey, you know that's what I do, brother. <laughs> I'd like to hang out with Jeep. <laughs> Old Jeep. Oh, All right. Something's fucking weird with my latest puppet, though. <laughs> the nose keeps growing. <laughs> yeah. I think that thing's walking around at nights and shit. I like that shit. <laughs> it's kind of freaky. Crickets. I mean, I always wanted a son-in-law, but come on, this is nuts, huh? I was hoping I could maybe bang some broad voice. <laughs> okay, so aside from the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. what other implications? The what, state of Florida. Or what other, uh, what other implications to the entertainment industry would be affected? A lot of the stars of today would not have been around. Well, not even today, but... Yesterday, I guess, because think of the Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, yeah. Like your Justin Timberlake. Your Christina's, your yeah, Justin's, your Britney's. Britney's yeah. Not only that, but uh, the Skippy lady of Nat Funicello. What's that? The peanut butter lady. You don't remember her? Mm. Wasn't she like the the flying nun, too? I don't well, remember I, her, and I feel wrong. really bad because you. I know you were excited Man, to share the this. flying nun? Yeah. Was that a Nat Funicello, too? I don't remember if that's her or not. It might not have been, but. The flying nun with peanut butter? Who is this woman? <laughs> you don't remember the Skippy lady? Sounds familiar. What, what Did she have a catchphrase, or what was her... No, she was just a, one of the the old Mickey Mouse Club people that stayed kind of relevant, I guess. Hmm. But, I mean, what's she doing the Skippy commercials? She was just a mom that bought Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was... yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like Skippy peanut butter. I was almost certain you were that. having a stroke at first. Yeah. <laughs> Skippy mom and that foolish. <laughs> it's a very... Summoning Bill Cosby. Skippy, 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 Skippy. <laughs> 
So yeah, for today's Very good point, celebrities, though. Ryan Gosling too. He was no, uh, did he really? So yep. How yeah, so? Could not believe he was, was he a Mickey Mouse, Mouse Club, yeah. a Mouseketeer, I think. Yeah, I'm going to pull this list up really quick. Him, Keep Christina Aguilera, Aguilera, Britney Spears, uh, Justin Timberlake. There's a couple other in there that. So the whole pop so industry of the nineties, yeah, basically, yeah. I could do without Spears and Timberlake, but if Musketeers brought us Baby Goose, that man's in some <laughs> I don't know. Fine Timberlake, I enjoy him. He's <laughs> Baby Goose, not Baby Goose, music. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Gosling's a young goose. Oh, it is. Jeez, huh? oh, come on, that should be logical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just so it's Baby Goose. Snorting. He was in you Drive. made me snort, dude. Come on, he's <laughs> gonna be in Blade Runner. So fucking sick. Can't mm. wait for that movie. They are oh, we saw that trailer oh, today dude. Yeah. for Blade Runner. It looked awesome. And Harrison Ford's in it. Yeah, he yeah. is. <clears throat> as soon as I saw like the color scheme, uh, a 10-foot harpoon of jizz fired out of my pants <laughs> and collapsed the ceiling of the theater. Uh, I'm like, this is Blade Runner. It's got baby goose. All right. Mickey Mouse Club famous members. What's this? Oh, it's Sally Field was the flying nun. Yeah, that was bad. You stupid motherfucker. <laughs> All right, well, I give up looking unless you want to keep looking. <laughs> you see me for you, me, Gidget. Gidget. That's who she was. Who? Oh, that's Sally Field, too. You're bringing a lot of Sally Field to mix here. <laughs> <laughs> Sally Field looked good back in the day, though. Yeah, she was. I don't know. No? <laughs> I don't know, man. Back in the day? Not so much. No? I'm not a big Sally Fieldsman. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember her in the Skippy commercials, the peanut butter? Kind of. Vaguely. She looks it familiar. It was all through the 80s. I, I respect her. I don't, know. I don't no? know if I ever found her attractive. I keep My mind always ever? goes back to, like, Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, what has that like, been like the pinnacle of her attractiveness? Yeah, pretty and much. I remember seeing that movie and thinking, is she this the best thing I. <laughs> <laughs> is this. Does Burt Reynolds not deserve a little more for this situation? Does he deserve more? It's Burt Reynolds. It's Burt Reynolds. You ever tried growing He's a Burt cool, Reynolds but style mustache? Picking low hanging fruit for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> really? Sally Field? I don't know, man. No? No. She's like, she's up there with. I've become the Sally Field minority here. I'm not going to continue the thing I was going to say because I'm realizing how horrid it was. Okay. <laughs> Let's just move forward. Before long, I'm just being mean to Sally Field, who's a very respectable woman. So that's a, a fair thing to say. I think, uh, you know, so a lot of these pop stars in, well, Ryan, uh, with the exception of Ryan Gosling, um, he probably would have still found his way in. Yeah. Just by but virtue of being a lot of these Mickey Mouse everyone else kids, I think, were just picked out by corporate, like the corporate Probably. pop bands. You know, well, it was the in, in sync that Timberlake was a Backers Street Boys. Yeah, yeah, he was in sync. Yeah, and they were definitely put together. You know, like just a bunch of guys gathered to do. Yeah, they were the, the whole monkey assembly. Thing. Yeah, soulless corporate hell pop. They yeah. sold and sold and sold. And you know, it's funny. I uh, I heard Joy Fatone talking not too long ago. He was uh, on Tell Him Steve Dave. He's become friends with really? these guys. Yeah. And just to tell, to hear his side of all that makes you kind of have a little bit more respect for it because they all knew what they were getting into. Sure. And they weren't all crazy about it. He goes, I'm not a dancer. I'm not even really much of a singer. He just, I just wanted to be in this business. And we all knew this was our foot in the door. So taking it for what it is and knowing that you have to 
pay your dues to get anywhere yeah. in this kind of business. Now he's just a TV dancer announcer. Isn't he? <laughs> he's no Justin Timberlake. Yeah, is he? That's, yeah. <laughs> I hope he's doing all right because that's shitty. No, he is doing okay. Good. Uh, he's doing very well for himself. Like he's saying, he's he has a few different things he does on television. All right, well, I'm, I think he's unironically announcing I mean, on a Family Feud now or something like that. Yeah, it's this the, it's the other movie. guys that you want to feel bad for, maybe. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, what's I keep thinking. Who's it's and what's his name? Remember, <laughs> there's a, what, someone named Lance. If I'm not mistaken, I don't remember. Oh yeah, Lance Bass. He's actually doing all right too. Oh, He's that's, on that's daytime TV woman show stuff. Is he? Yeah. Okay. He's like on the View or one of those stupid shows. Oh really? I mean, not the View. Some of those kind. I of feel like that, that would have been known in this household. <laughs> Somebody was on the View. All right. There was two actors. One I thought maybe, but he was actually doing good and getting a lot of awards before. But a uh, Jeff. Bridges. Jeff Bridges, Bridges? Oh. got a start in Disney? No, he, just because of Tron, I thought. Tron, maybe yeah, that, but he had, about that. He had actually gotten pretty big awards prior to that. But one, Kurt Russell, he is, was the, what the, the computer that wore tennis shoes. Apparently in Walt Disney's dying words, he wrote Kurt Russell on a piece of paper. <gasps> I, I read that. Yes, and I read also that Kurt Russell somehow debunked that, saying oh, really? like he was being considered for a role at the time. I, and I Disney can see that's really what that liked was. him. Yeah. Disney really liked him, and the last note that was left, like memo on his desk, was about be sure to call get Kurt him. Russell yeah. or to get Kurt <laughs> Russell for because he was a bunch of bit part TV shows. I think before that, before he got on, I really don't know a lot about Kurt Russell other than Ex- Escape from L.A. and like Big Trouble in Little China, those kind of films. I want to say that was his that was his first movie was the Computer that Wore Tennis Shoes. He was just <laughs> a young kid in that. But that's the name that, of the movie, the Computer that Wore Tennis Shoes. Yeah, how have I never heard of that? <laughs> it's black and white. That's old. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like 60s or? Mm, 69, I think you said it was. That's how I never heard of that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't delve too much farther back than the 80s when it comes to movies. There's like a, a gray area for me, <laughs> black and white, where it's like I'm not interested <laughs> in a lot of black and white stuff pre-60s until right. you go back to the 20s. And I'm like, yeah, all of it. Give me everything. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain style that comes with the lack of technology. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny how that happens, and it happens time and time again. I think it still happens to this day that you uh, you spawn a certain type of uh, it's hard to explain, like a genre or a style is spawned in, in unintentionally, yeah, uh, like due to technical limitations. They find these creative ways around yes, it. Yes, 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 yes. And it you. comes to define the style. I think um, with a lot of Japanese animation, that was they've got those big alien horrible eyes and tiny mouths and. Overdone expressions, if I'm not mistaken, that was um, to to emphasize expression in a time where they couldn't afford to do very complex animation, hmm. mm. and it Makes became a, a stylistic element that hasn't stopped. I can't stand anime, so that's I just, really can't either. I mean, I, there's a few select couple things I can yeah. watch and be okay with it, but I've got to be in a real select mood yeah, for it. But it's funny now that you mention an, uh, anime is um, the Japanese style of animation hasn't really differed or changed over the years. No, it's not pretty stayed it's, yeah. pretty consistent. Not from, unlike what, 30 to Japanese 40 years. culture. You know, I think they're very much a, a traditionalist society. I mean, it took them but also how very long to introduce gunpowder. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the, they are responsible See, that, for so many great technologies. The crazy right? thing, they are, but they're still using fax machines. 
the hospitals close on the weekends. No, I mean, yeah, but not to the extent they are. There are a lot of strange anachronisms in their culture. Really? Yeah, there's a weird xenophobia as well. They're unwilling to adopt a lot of... (laughs) They're still churning their own cultural (laughs) things. Yeah, Yeah, it's bizarre. I I remember reading this whole thing about gunpowder and how they resisted attempts to bring it into the country because they thought it would disrupt their traditional method of waging war. And it yeah. did. <laughs> Isn't that what the whole, that's what The Last Samurai yeah, was all about, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nuts. Anyway, I got off on a Japangent. It's a tangent from Japan. Hey, this guy. Oh, Japangent. Put that on a t-shirt. I would get into a Japangent with you. I like, uh, That'd make a good episode. It would. Like, what, Japanese culture? Yeah. And, like, influence on pop culture? We'll call that it would be What's good. Wrong with Japan and Why They All Need to Go Away. No. <laughs> no <God. laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, you're no, killing no, me. No, I'm joking. It's a very interesting culture, especially feudal Japan. That's what I'm into. Like, yeah. uh, samurai ninjas. I mean, I, how many times can I say that on this show? But, sure. um, we all are. That would be a lot of fun to do. Yeah. Uh, I think we could talk a long time about that. No question. We, I mean, it's hard to deny the influence that's had, but... We gotta get back to Disney yeah. here. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the thing about Disney; it's so all-encompassing. It know, really is. That... It really is. And staying in the lines of entertainment, um, you know, we'd already mentioned that they pretty much own everybody now. You know, they <laughs> yep. they own ABC, they own ESPN, they own Star Wars, they own Marvel. Um, so, I think uh, these are good acquisitions. Any? Well, you get so there? much muscle behind these things now. There's, with Star Wars, for example, what a great thing to happen because after those uh, those prequels were made, do you think we would have ever seen uh, nothing three more? No. If he would have kept that property, no, he would have been shied away back into his foxhole, and that's where he would have stayed with his money. And his, I'm pretty sure he had rights. Talked about just like taking it to his grave. You know? Yeah, I think he did. And um, Disney came along and then gave us what we all wanted to see. Yeah. What happens past this? Because as much as I love. They gave us member berries. <laughs> right in our tummies. <laughs> as much as I love that original story, you know, the rise and fall of the Empire, I want to see around it. I want to see yeah. before it. I want to see after it. Um, and now we're getting to. That's what makes Rogue One <clears throat> so great. It's the exactly. prequel we needed. Yeah, and all the well, side stories, and, like with Rebels and yeah. Yeah, like Rogue One. And now but, we get to see Han Solo. Yeah, well, that but not only that, past um, past Jedi, past Return of the Jedi, we're seeing Force mm-hmm. Awakens. We're seeing that what happens after those main characters, showing that they're not all important. They're just another piece to this yeah. huge, bigger, bigger story. It's a big old okay. tapestry. Yeah. Now, in the case of Marvel, say Iron Man being the first like big MCU movie to come yeah. out, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah was 2007 and then the Disney acquisition acquisition of Marvel happened in the year after. So the wheels to the Marvel Cinematic Universe were already in motion. Yeah. But do you think we would have got as big a universe or an ela- as elaborate or as branded now as it has become without Disney? I don't think I think each one would have been its own separate movie mm-hmm. and it it wouldn't have worked as well. But being able to make it all mesh together into one big story. Making movies like you make comic books. Yeah, and I think it's a logical fit for the source material, absolutely. I also think it was a brilliant but expensive marketing move. Marketing the with the connected Marvel MCU. universe, it, it makes sense for yes. the material. But I, I think that was a brilliant marketing move. The idea that this interconnectivity of movies would feed 
one person, you know, wanting to see the next and the next and the next. Right. And I think it took a lot of resources to make that work as well as it did. I think otherwise it would have been just separate studios, like with Spider-Man, yeah, and yeah. Fox doing all the separate right. movies that they just don't work right because so and so's got. I own this one. Well, I own this one, so we're going to do this. Well, instead. I own Doctor Strange's left ventricle. Yeah. Well, it just makes me wonder because them making Iron Man, obviously Marvel before Disney was deciding, you know, whatever rights we still have our hands on, we want to keep them on because right. they were making that themselves. And who knows how long uh, Sony or whoever's uh, contracted or Fox for that matter with X-Men contracted to have these properties. I don't know if those things expire over several years or if they're just they just go on forever. Like you can have the property for, say, the next 10 years to do with as you please or that expires. Any idea? I don't know. I don't. I think they it, it expires, but then they renew up. They re up on it right away. It's like that some has stuff. to be a, that has to be on both sides, right? The re up. You know, sure. if it's anything like I remember reading about someone holding the rights to Hellraiser, if they don't do anything with the license for such that, and such yeah. amount of time, they lose then it. They so they churn it, yeah. out these crummy super super low budge sequels and stuff. I just wonder how involved Disney actually is with the process of these movies. Like, if they're just a new boss, and they say, keep doing what you're doing. But I'd have to imagine, you know, Disney is pretty hard set on, no matter what kind of movie they're putting out, being true to an underlying image. They, yeah. So They have an agenda, and something yeah. they need to maintain. There's some stuff that I know that they've jumped in. I, I can't say what movie, or what the issue was, but they jumped in and was like, well, no, we, we can't do that in this story because uh, maybe something that happened recently in the news or in the world, hmm. it reflected too closely and it would have given everyone a bad... Right, bad right. Mojo bad PR, or right. But other than that, I think they're just like, I need some cash for this movie. All right, here you go. You can yeah. Do what you want with it. So maybe... I mean, we'd still... We obviously have a... Iron Man was definitely a milestone in the superhero movie yeah. Yeah. industry because there wasn't really much of anything great before that. Did the Dark Knight movies come? I was just about to ask, was that before <clears throat> or after Iron Man? I want to say before. Because I feel like the Dark Knight so. movie, Batman Begins and all that, was kind of a fluke. Like I feel like it was gone into with a different mindset than they must have gone into Iron Man with. Well, it was just its own kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, Iron Man would have been a hit regardless. The sequels with Disney behind them weren't that great. No, actually. So mm -hmm. um, maybe it just would have had a few rises and fizzled out. Maybe it just the direction. Guardians. What we had? <laughs> what if we had Guardians? I don't know if we would have ever had Guardians. I don't think that would ever no one would have plumbed the depths for Marvel's no. weirdest characters. And then taking a chance. They were lucky yeah. enough getting B character Iron Man to right to yeah. hit. And Iron Man always seemed to come out of nowhere for me. Like it I, did. I wonder what the impetus. I almost wonder if Disney had eyes on him before. Like, all right, you guys are interested. If you can make something profitable, maybe we got something for you. I, I don't know. Why, were they being tested? That could be. Like, what Iron was their end game? Testament to yeah, yeah. to be bought out, or were they planning on going solo first? I don't know. I but I do remember at the time. I mean, obviously, Iron Man now is as mainstream as Batman or sure. Superman. Mm -hmm. He's right up there with the rest of them. Yeah. All these characters, for that matter, the Hulk, um, you know, Hawkeye, uh, Captain, Captain America, America uh, these Black, Black, Black Widow. Yeah. yeah, these were all pretty, um, had become kind of obscure characters before these movies came out. And like you're saying, when you hear, oh, they're making an Iron Man movie, really? Why would they choose him? Why not this person? Yeah, yeah. 
And now it just seems, well, duh, why not Iron Man? Sure. He's, Don't get me wrong. I loved Iron Man when I was younger, but yeah. I remember hearing, I'm like, Iron Man, what? Yeah, I was excited to hear I haven't Iron heard Man. that since so I was. I was too, but so it was just different. an odd choice. It yeah. was like, why would they pick an obscure character at the time? Mm-hmm. Why? Because Robert Downey Jr. is perfect for that role, <laughs> and he fucking rules. That That's he why. is. That he is. Oh, another thing, uh, really quick, while we were touching on these things I wanted to touch on, and I've touched on before on the shows, is how Disney has acquired Christmas almost with <laughs> their Star Wars acquisition. It seems oh, like they yeah. really have coined Christmas theirs. And I've said that several times. Does that... Am I no, relating? Am I right? We am had the Christmas yeah. of Star Wars, and now with the release schedule of new Star Wars movies... But did you see how when Rogue One came out, they tried to push the same thing? And I mean, with being a Star Wars story, not an actual one of the Star Wars right. movies, it was kind of... Uh, I don't know. I don't think it rang as well. But I think with The Last Jedi coming out, we're going to get that same Christmas we had uh, from 2015, was it? Yeah. Yes. So uh, it's just funny that a company can come in and kind of lay claim. What the fuck is going on in your life over there? (laughs) Fight a nickel for every time someone asks me that. (laughs) I don't think any other movie studios are trying to put anything out during the... December month, just no, because they'll have to fight pre, against it. They're premeditating against their their for their summer releases, you know. Yeah, and I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Let's let's get past the entertainment industry. Being an hour in here, uh, how about just Orlando and Florida in general? We got to talk about the theme parks. We've we've talked about the entertainment. Let's talk about the travel industry, the entertain um, amusement park industry. Well, the park itself is already a tiny oasis within a swampy hellscape full of gators and insects. So I have to imagine Florida would just be mostly a, a rotting, swampy hellscape. How long has mm. Disney World been there? Is it um, the mid? Uh, well, the mid '60s Disneyland came to be, and it was in the late '60s, early '70s, I believe. That's uh, the Florida. Uh, site Disney World was right began production yeah I I wasn't sure how long around it's been since but he had I believe he passed away before Orlando saw its completion Mm. so he never saw that in its finished uh, glory but I think that opened in 76 75 maybe somewhere in there I don't know I don't remember but was this like where the really first amusement park there was that we can think of? I mean, there might have been like some like I think it stands to reason theme parks would have been a very local phenomenon before that time, whereas Disney World was one of those <clears> things <throat> that was designed not just to entertain the surrounding area but to bring people in from all over the world mm-hmm. almost like almost like the world's fair or something but right right. And there were, you know, now I think about that uh, near where I grew up, I remember seeing pictures from the early 1900s of a uh, little boardwalk area over Indian Lake that used to have a whole, uh, like, carnival that was just always there, was, like yeah. Ferris wheel. California was kind of like that in, uh, well, Santa Cruz, I think, because it's just a big stretch of beach that right. there's all kind of stores and there's a little roller coaster on the roof of it. Right. It's been there forever. And now all that's left of that all these years later is like a little bridge, I think, up at Indian Lake, but... <laughs> Maybe that would have been the extent of it. Would have somebody come along and pioneered not only... I mean, it's not only a theme park. It's not just a bunch of rides to get your jollies. It's themed around 
the world he had already built. Mm-hmm. He's he built the world that he'd showed everyone in his movies. So that in itself was a brand new concept that I don't think had been done. Huh? Any? I don't think anything to that extent. No, yeah, to be that just, no. thematically focused, yeah. right? Where you have an actual world of whatever from that movie in the park itself. Otherwise, it's just a big cement loop you're walking around on, jumping on rides. And, it really is. It's yeah. like going to the fair. I mean, there's no yeah. initial theme behind it. There's right. Just a bunch of scrotes pulled a bunch of rides up. <laughs> Ride if you want. Sadness. Sadness is a pretty powerful theme <clears throat> at the fair. <laughs> that it is, Jake. <laughs> Sadness and tetanus. I hate the fair. I do not go to the fairs. Do not, but I always end up living right down the road from them somehow, so I always will hear Enjoy. the tractor pulls and shit. <laughs> but um, um, not only though, you know, making that big of a theme park, but to the detail that's put into it. I don't know how aware you guys are of the detail behind. Oh yeah, with the tunnels, so no one ever sees a mascot unmasked. And yes, like the illusion <clears throat> has to be perfect at all times. The the underground tunnels are actually at ground level. Disney's all built on top of these underground well, tunnels. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? Huh. But um, like no two Mickey Mouses will be in the same spot yeah. at the same time. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Yeah. yeah. Or so you don't find, like, I think there was like a little western area that once you walked into, like, Woody and Jesse start showing up in their cowboy attire. You don't want to see them in Tomorrowland. Well, yeah. <laughs> they don't belong there. And so that's what that is. But even, like, down to, like... Um, if you walk in front of like a, a cotton candy store or something, you know they're, they're blowing aromas oh, out of yeah. their building to make you hungry or to make you desire something in a shop window mm-hmm. to make you want to assassinate <clears throat> the prime minister, <laughs> or even the way these castles are built. I mean, they look like they're towering and they're huge. They are big, but they they're are not, not nearly as big as, big yeah. as you think they are because as they are built toward the sky, the details. Toward the top, smaller, get tinier, and tinier, and tinier to give that perception of depth from yeah. the bottom. Have you seen the difference between the California and the the Florida Disney Castle? What it looks like? Um, I know the the California one is Sleeping Beauty, and the Florida one is Cinderella's Castle. So they're supposed to be two different castles. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. But I know the one in Orlando is much bigger. Right. I know the one. I don't know. I just saw a picture the other day, actually, of the two different ones, and I thought they were the same. But no, they're the two one different. in California is way bigger and it's is more it? narrow. Yeah. Well, it just looks. It like might it, be. Maybe. I mean, I've never been to Disneyland. Have you been to Disneyland? Nope. No, I've only been to Disney World. Me too. I'd love to go out west and go to land to see uh, to see that park. It'd be cool. Mm-hmm. But um, so. These parks, like you were saying, you know, they weren't meant for a localized area. That's more yeah. of like a global thing. These are meant to bring, bring in thousands of people. So they happen to be where they are, but they want everybody. Right. I mean, uh, it's being in Orlando was kind of fixing the problems at Disneyland in California had. The weather wasn't always great there. It's sometimes it's blistering hot. You know, Florida can get hot, but it'll rain and cool you down and be gone just <laughs> yeah. as quick as it came. You know what I mean? So kind of the ideal place to do it. But, um,. The, the state of Florida itself, huge, huge changes. The amount of jobs to come to town, um, mm. the amount of farmers losing land, <laughs> losing, uh, you know, having to sell out, the amount of hotels, souvenir stores. It goes on and on. Just the city's population. Right. I mean, Orlando at one point was considered a great place to retire. <laughs> not not really the case now. You don't not want to so be much. an eighty year old trying to manage down the you know, through Disney traffic and whatnot. Consistent traffic. Not to mention the other theme parks 
in Orlando and all around Florida that have been spawned. Maybe just Universal sitting yeah. next door. Yeah. And that's just one that we really know of. There's a ton of other theme parks that aren't like big commercially known. Like I know there's a whole Bible themed like Christian themed oh. theme park there. <laughs> Look at Jack's interest cool, in paint. Fuck universal <laughs> arc. <laughs> wow. They probably do, Jack. They probably do. Red Seas, it's split down the middle. I mean, yeah, but do they have a 3D Transformers ride where you know, the <laughs> bumper car gets knocked around? No, I tell you what, Universal's cool. Oh, I love Universal. It really is. Dude. But when you leave, and I, I could so easily be biased toward Universal because my the Simpsons are my jam, and right. they have the Simpsons. Springfield rules. So is Universal. Jurassic Park. So is Spider Man. They have that stuff too. All the things I love. And as much fun as I have there, I don't leave Universal like I leave Disney. I leave Disney feeling like I just experienced magic. Right. Like you really do. No matter how old you are. It's funny <laughs> how they can infiltrate that uh, barrier you put up. You Absolutely. Know? But I leave Universal saying, that was cool. That was fun. That yeah. was fun. <laughs> that was a good time. But yeah, uh, Disney experience is completely different. I tell you what, though, it's not nearly the same scale of an operation. But the like Harry Potter installations they've put in, mm-hmm. they're really leaning more toward that total experience angle. They are. They're doing a damn fine job with it. Too. They are. When so I went, it was Star Wars impressive. Land. Oh man, I'm wanting to go back. <laughs> um, I'm. I've been kind of hitting to Brooke. I want to go to Celebration this year. I think it would be amazing. To see. Well, that's not open yeah. this year, is it? No. It's next year. I, I know. The land's opening the year after. I just found mm-hmm. that out, but I'm still kind of wanting to go to Celebration. <laughs> I think it'd be cool. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, so, yeah, where would Florida be then without Disney? Technically, well, geography. Geographically, that's the word. Geography. It might have ended up being better without Disney with all the sinkholes and stuff that, that show up there hmm. what, with all the build of, uh, up and stuff on the oh, all over the area ecological disruption oh you yeah. mean keeping sinkholes and stuff from happening is what you're saying if yeah if Disney and Maine never showed up that might have kept the land a little more stable instead of sinkholes showing up out of nowhere I would think the opposite I would think Disney's presence would stabilize the ground being that it was all just marshy watery land already well maybe um Again, I don't know if I said this on air or off, but uh, Disney's property in Florida is twice the size of Manhattan Island. If you've ever been to Manhattan, that's a big island. I haven't been. Never? I want to be. It's a big island. And to imagine that just being the property for Disney is crazy. Crazy. You could never explore it all, really? I mean, could you? No way. It'd be like Honda Marysville. They own the whole area around that, and that's a little city in itself, pretty much. Yeah, it really is. But twice the size bigger than that. Twice the size of Manhattan. That's insane. Insane. Like the size of Connecticut. (laughs) It's pretty dang big. (laughs) But um, I was I was watching a documentary on Orlando before Disney came to town, and. How, yeah, I mean, a lot of it was just useless swampland. And when I say useless, I mean useless in the terms that developing on would probably cost too much for right. an average developer. So it's just deemed useless. But Best crucial for rides, that's it. Well, that, and crucial for the uh, irrigation. Is that is that correct? Yeah. Irrigation the, for the surrounding farmers. Mm-hmm. I mean, their crops greatly dependent on it, mainly being orange groves. So you take that away, not only do you have struggling farms then, 
but um, you have you know people abandoning their farms, people selling their property off to Disney because well, it's not producing really well anyway because you guys built over you know the water source, take it. But um, then there are people just being completely bought out by incoming hotel chains. We'll give you thousands of dollars for your plot of land here. Right. I'll hit town. Done. Fuck the farm. <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah. You can farm things that are not oranges somewhere else. <laughs> so I guess what I'm getting at here, though, is having all these orange groves and all potential uh, land for orange groves taken away, does that then in turn, is it such an impact that it ups the cost of oranges and orange juice? I was going to say, orange juice would have probably been cheaper if Disneyland... Because that's shit ain't cheap. I mean, scarcity and controlled supply, that's how you change the price. You know, that's, that's how prices get driven up. So if you're not getting too much of it... Unless they'd have just raised the price for us and exported the rest of it for other people. Or, you know, they could have been like De Beers or something where the oranges are cheap and not hard to grow, but they just hold on to I was just to about to ask, them. where else in the world are oranges primarily grown? And where did you say? That's a good question. Oh, I, I didn't say Oh, where. I thought you I had mentioned somewhere. I'm like sorry. Like the De Beers company controls pretty much the world's diamonds, which are about as rare and valuable as quartz on their own. But because they have such a tight control over the supply, they can charge whatever they want for them. Now, I think that, you know, obviously oranges are mainly grown in Florida, but maybe not. Okay, it looks like... Uh, some Georgia and California. Parts maybe. of South America. It looks like, yeah, parts of um, California. North and very north part of Africa, south part of Africa. Um, but no one buys Even parts south of Australia. Af- had those African oranges. <laughs> yeah. Wow, a lot more than I thought. So maybe not. But there's still the, uh, the importing uh, cost... To mm-hmm. have oranges, I guess. I don't know. Maybe maybe my point wasn't quite as sound as I thought it would be. I didn't realize oranges were... Well, I definitely were... see what you're coming from. But it has We're... to make an impact, at least to us where we are here in, in Ohio, or anyone in, in the United States, to you know, to be able to produce our own oranges rather than rely on import. And well, in with that, that same way... The crappy weather they've had with hurricanes and stuff, that oh, affects... Please. And, you know, if we have a cold, cold winter, that affects the weather down there. Right. There are oranges that they do now... Yeah. They can't grow them as well, so they end up right. being more expensive anyway. So it still could have affected either way. Yeah, and I feel like even right now, oranges are a pretty big part of um, Florida's economy. They get some pretty decent money coming in from the oranges. They get a hell of a lot of money coming in from tourism now. Oh, yeah. You know, And that's their new cash crop. And Disney is one of the largest job providers in the entire world. That does not surprise no. me. So, all the people that wouldn't have work, I mean, would we have an overpopulated Florida? I mean, I think people would still probably clamor to Florida just because of the nice climate, yeah. the weather and everything, but um, I don't know. Would that just leave half the state? You know, to say it would leave half the state unemployed <laughs> would be to imply that it was here and then taken away. Right. But for it to never have come there, would have that had a big effect on the employment in probably the been state. just a, a huge retirement area yeah because I, I feel people, people are coming from miles not just you know surrounding locals are working there right. but people from all around the world yeah, I think it would be hard Disney. to measure that because of the effect it's also had on the population itself right so you're looking at two different variables and it's like hard to isolate them right you ever had orangina why does that Gina? sound familiar yeah see because it's spelled orangina it's a very pretentious French orange juice with some very disturbing commercials. <laughs> Animal-headed humanoids and vaguely sexual activities. Not even vaguely. Like, overtly sexual. 
Well, you remember uh, when, uh, not that this has anything to do with it, but you saying, us being talking Disney and you saying sexual things, all the different little sexual innuendos in all the different like Disney movies of, all the, yeah. the years. Like, the front of the Little Mermaid had the big penis, mm-hmm. like, part of the <laughs> castle in the background. Yeah. And then, uh, what the was stars it? stars said sex in The Lion King when... Yes, the dust. The dust flow. And yeah. then uh, you hear Aladdin say, come on, kids, take off your clothes, or some shit like that. <laughs> I saw something, it was some little film somebody made about, you know, what's going on in the animation room with that Disney, or I mean, that mermaid dick castle thing. Uh-huh. It's like, what do you think of the castle, boss? He's like, oh, it's good. It looks really nice. Um, this part here is a little phallic, don't you think? He's like, well, maybe. I mean, if you think of it that way. He's like, no, I mean, like, it's pretty obvious, though. And he's like, it's just a sand castle. He's like, it's a dick castle. It's an underwater dick castle. It looks like a dick. It's a dick castle. You could pass me on it if it wasn't for the head of the shaft. Right? Like, yeah. it's, it's a definitely Perfectly a Perfectly anatomically. <laughs> if it was a tower, it would be shaped as such. Yeah. Why would a tower be shaped like that? No, that's not... Design flaw, if not a penis. Yeah. It's not because it makes it more hydrodynamic, I'll tell you that. Because <laughs> the currents, the way the current flows around there. So what about the uh, vacation industry then? Where would the vacation industry be? Because it's it's one of the leading vacation spots in the world. So where are people vacationing? Where where are we going? Hawaii, Hawaii. California, so South just, Carolina, yeah. <laughs> right? No, <laughs> Massachusetts. You have more competition among coastal states, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's more just become that, that just becomes the desired. Um, vacation spot is just being anywhere tropical or with a beach rather oh, than I mean it already kind of is but yeah on that note I can't believe it took us this long to arrive at this but where would people say they were going after they win the Super Bowl oh my yeah. oh my god where are you going to go uh, I'm going to Burbank going to Kings <laughs> Island over by Cincinnati you, you ever heard of it Going to Cedar Point. Uh, that place is great because I'm going to get hepatitis and so will my kids. Kings Island, man. They just recently celebrated their 45 years of being wow. open, um, which is pretty crazy to think about because I don't know if the world really knows about Kings Island now. I know when it opened initially, it was supposed to be as big as Disney. At least they were trying to... Really? They were trying to market it as such, yeah. make it as big or as profitable. I mean, coming in off the, well, look what they're doing. We can do that too. And, you know, where Mickey had their mini, or excuse me, where Disney had their Mickey and all that shit, Goofy and Donald, uh, Kings Island took on uh, Hanna-Barbera characters. Yogi Bear, the Yogi, the Flintstones, the Smurfs. Uh, which was a being so close to it growing up, that was our Disney. You yeah. Know, that's, that's what I loved growing up. But, um,. Yeah, the when welfare they, Disney, <laughs> welfare Disney, it's like great value brand Disney. <laughs> Don't got the money to travel Disney. You can actually buy a ticket with food stamps. <laughs> you know, but you you know what you can buy a ticket with is a is a can of soda. About every <laughs> summer they put out the can. It's like bring this can to the yeah. front desk for five dollars off, off your ticket. <laughs> yeah, but Six Flags and all them places do yeah, that. I think yeah. Cedar Point does that. But. And you know, really quick before I forget, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I keep thinking of these things as theme parks. What they are is amusement parks. Disney's a theme park. Yeah, exactly. Would we have had that term? Yeah. You know. I don't think so. And I think that's what they tried to do with Kings Island. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's because it's a theme park. It's, Cedar Point is still pretty distant from any like imaging. They're just a place to go for drills and rides. Yeah. yeah, they don't have like any cartoon character. I like, think out Six Flags has Looney Tunes on lockdown, though. Like, Six that's Flags their, goes through all kinds have, of transitions. Yeah, they They've had the Peanuts. Oh, yeah? 
They've had uh, who'd you just mention? When I went, it was Looney Tunes. They they've had Looney Tunes. I know at one time they had Batman and all of them. I think they had like Paramount or something like that at one time because I remember seeing like Star Trek. I, I want to really? see if that was part of the. That was Kings Island. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. We were talking Six Flags. But he's oh. absolutely right because after uh, Paramount acquired uh, Kings Island, and uh, it was the mid to late nineties, I think it mm-hmm. was. They they put up a whole like Paramount museum Actually, yeah, thing. So it was Paramount's. Six Flags or King, it was Kings Island. Yeah, because yeah. I went to that, yeah. and they had a whole Star Trek exhibit set mm-hmm. up with all like actual props from the shows and stuff. And they had Wayne and Garth's car there. Their rides were all based off of like movies or something like that. They had like the Top Gun. Yes, and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely Kings Island. But it right? wasn't a a theme park necessarily. It was still an amusement park. They were trying to borrow someone else's theme and. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kind of leech onto it, but it's um, like that, you know, flavored sparkling drinking water. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. like, it's not Coca-Cola, but it's chemically similar. <laughs> you know, but they've they've had that change over the years, and they had who was it? Hanna Barbera finally, after years, left, and they brought in Nickelodeon, which was uh, big because they had like Hey Arnold characters and SpongeBob. SpongeBob yep. They took Top Top Gun out and replaced it with SpongeBob. Um, but Top Sponge. They they pulled SpongeBob then, and or excuse me, Nickelodeon, and I think they've got Peanuts now. Wow, which hmm. is just like your last ditch effort. Peanuts, the, just this dirty <laughs> slut. Yeah, if you're getting Peanuts, you to for to endorse. I mean, if Candare brought in Charlie Brown to sell the product, <laughs> then you'd know it was our swan song. That episode. <laughs> it's the last good ditch grief. effort. That's like but, the last bastion of the stuffy suits who decide right. what's good for kids. But no, when King's Island was coming out, it was supposed to be a huge deal. And they, uh, they it was on the Brady Bunch. There was a two-part episode where the Bradys one, were yeah. at King's huh. Island. And even the Partridge family came to King's Island on one of the grand opening days. Like, they were really trying to sell the shit big. It just... Um, I think it is still big. People still go quite it's a, a cool bit. Place. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's. I still know quite a few people who get season passes and go on a regular basis. Um, I can't see that personally, but um, good on them, I guess, for keeping up after all these <laughs> years. Go. <laughs> good for you guys. You're no Disney, but you'll do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kings Island, you fill the gap. All right, guys. So, going over all these things, what have we left on? What are we left with? With Disney, we are left with. As far as the entertainment industry goes, we probably wouldn't have pretty cool cartoons like Would have been have years today. before they became yeah. mainstream. Yeah, very much so. The quality no, of cartoon wouldn't have been as sure. good as it is. Because right there'd no. be no precedent yeah. for high quality. Um, folklore and stuff would be weird well, hidden of, knowledge as opposed to yeah. public common knowledge. Very that's obscure. A, yeah, yeah. The first person that comes up to you and says they know something about Pinocchio, you go, oh, that's a weird son of a bitch. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Don't you have any friends? Yeah. Yeah. You're talking like about dolls? Long nose. Yeah. He's reading that old late t- 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You know, like... Or it's, not, it's older than that, isn't it? Late 1800s. How old is that? Yeah. Are oh, those man. Skills? I don't know. 16, 17? Wow. Years? Ancient, dude. Wow, it's hard it's to the think the old about. country. It's crazy to think about. Then there's the state of Florida, and uh, there's Orlando, how different it would be. 51st state of Orlando. <laughs> 51st state of Orlando, yeah. May as well be. But, yeah. But how different it would be. Like you were saying, mostly a retirement community now, yeah. probably. Yeah. Population wouldn't be nearly as big as it is. I wonder who the leading biggest employer is out there. Who would that be, probably? Whoever's got the orange market cornered. <laughs> Not in the state. I just mean in the world. Community oh. <laughs> Let's see what the series says really quick. Google. Who's the largest employer in the world? Walmart stores. Oh, wow. wow. So it is Walmart. Well, there you go. 
All right, so um, I guess Walmart would still be sitting on his yeah. throne, right? Without any competition from Disney. <laughs> I wonder... No, that's ridiculous. <clears throat> What's that? I was just thinking, if the Illuminati allowed Walt Disney to build his... Pu- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, maybe the cost of oranges would be a little cheaper. Maybe not. Um, the vacation industry would be... Completely different. There'd be, it'd be more widespread, I suppose. Yeah, more, more spread interstate out. competition. I mean, you'd probably still have your resorts like Atlantis that are just straight up like relaxation oh, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So the, maybe those would be more prominent. Not that they aren't now, but um, I'd have just taken a trip to Hollywood Land every year in the summertime to go yeah. visit Hollywood. Oh, yeah. You know, and I almost think Disney popularized this idea as a vacation, something you do with the family. It's That's not very like true. mom and dad are on vacation. You know, the kids are with grandma or with a babysitter. It's like, bring your kids to Disneyland. Vacation for the whole family. Right. I wonder if the attitude toward vacations would be more send the parents off to whatever relaxation resort, like you said. That kids, or pack you know. up to everyone in the RV and go yeah, camp go for camping, the weekend. Yeah. So putting um, just those family ideals into place yeah. is a whole other thing we didn't even... I mean, aside from like the American dream backing sure. that up, but... That's a very good idea, or a very good... Uh, never thought of that. Yeah. It's something for everyone, the vacation. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So many different things would be different without Indeed. Disney in our lives. So, we'll just leave that uh, as it is, I guess. I uh, got one last one. Bring it on. What if was <clears throat> Roy Disney's the one that funded, gave the money to Walt to get stuff in motion? He's the one who, yeah, finally said, okay, I'll help you out, and then from there. What if Walt moved to California, ended up getting into the food business and starting a fast food chain and instead of having a big clown being the mascot ended up being a mouse with a bunch of other cartoon characters have it Disney's Burgers instead of Big Mac <laughs> the Big Disney oh I'd eat a biz- Big Disney I'd eat a Big Disney you know what's funny you know Big Disney was my nickname in high school oh he gets <laughs> it in there he gets it in there no you know what's so funny about good. what you said right there because you were implying McDonald's right yes um, Walt Disney and Ray Kroc, founder of McDonald's, cross paths in their lifetimes. There you go. They, like worked next to each other at one point of their life. Isn't that crazy? Two of the biggest uh, innovators in America. I thought you were going to say Walt Disney and Ray Kroc touched penises in their life. <laughs> you know, Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> just all about that experience. Mush their tips together. Sword fighting. <laughs> they fucked, <laughs> <laughs> and it was beautiful. Dun dun dun. That's where all those phallic symbols come from. <laughs> That's what it is. I miss you, Ray. <laughs> So again, there are uh, all the different things we could think of and bring up. Uh, we'd love to hear what you guys think. How would life be different without Disney? Uh, tell us maybe some facts we got wrong, stuff that we didn't think of. We're just curious to hear what you think. And if this is a hit, we'll do more uh, what ifs. I was thinking, it's funny you bring up fast food, because I was thinking, what if there was no McDonald's? What if there was never, ever any fast food industry? Mm. That'd be a cool one to do. Yeah. We, so America <clears> would be sweeping the Olympics here. Waiting in a restaurant all yeah. the time. Waiting Eating with food. silverware. Oh, my God. <laughs> if I can't mash my food with my filthy, filthy hands. to get out of the car you. to get your food. Right. Oh, another one, uh, though, I was thinking about uh, the, the Roswell crash, supposed crash. What if it was, in fact... 
known knowledge across the world that aliens were found and alien technology was found at that Roswell crash. The cultural implications, mm. the governmental implications. Technological implication, yeah. implications. I mean, it just can go on and on and on. So if you like this, let us know. We'll keep doing them. Uh, I think this was a lot of fun. Yeah, it absolutely. Made me do a lot of research I never thought I would uh, ever do. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, but until next time, what do we got on the website, Jack? Oh, we got uh, yeah, you caught me off guard with this. One. <laughs> <laughs> we got show highlights, links. past episodes, links to the show. Uh, you've been doing this. Yeah, <laughs> I think you got it down. I don't have it in front of me. You want to do it, Jake? I'll do it. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, visit our website. Check out our special guest page. We're very proud of. You want to reach us? We've got our contacts page. Links to our merch at society 6com slash pod. Uh, what else? YouTube page. We've got a mm. lot of fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, not too far off, if not I too may far say off. so. We're about to record some fun some stuff here. pretty awesome stuff to share for you there. And don't forget to follow us on all our social media. Twitter at Canned Air Podcast and Instagram at Canned underscore Air. You are one thorough son of a bitch. That's what they say. call me. Wow. Very nice. Nickname in high school. That's right. <laughs> one of many. All right, everyone. I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I'm Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Jake Runyon. Thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bridges. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.